Okay. Uh, Going to have a, a reasonably brief look at this ninth commandment in a little more detail. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. We're obviously not going to cover every aspect of many of the issues that have already been raised this evening. But this, this clearly is a commandment that deals with the importance of telling the truth. It's a commandment that talks about the importance of not lying. It addresses what we actually say, how we talk to people or how we talk about people. Uh, It's a commandment that gets us to consider the words that we use, our speech, what we write, what we type, what we text. And the primary way, although I know it's not the only way, but the primary way that we relate and that we communicate to other people is via words. And so the question is, are all the words that you and I speak or write true? Are they true? Well, I believe that this ninth commandment encourages us to think about this. Dr. Keeler, uh, who co-invented the polygraph or the lie detector, he surveyed and tested somewhere in the region of 25,000 people. And his conclusion at the end of that process was that people are basically dishonest. Do you agree? I wonder, do you recognize any of these statements? Or or better still, have you ever found yourself saying any of them, even though you know they're, they're not true? The checks in the post. Do you know, I was just about to lift the phone and call you. Unfortunately, the diary's full. It'll be weeks before I'm able to do that. Just tell them I'm not in. I I never got your message. Love your hair. (laughs) Sorry, officer. I have no idea what speed I was doing. (laughs) Honestly, ref, I never touched him. I'm really sorry but I don't have any money on me. Now, sometimes, although we might not tell a bare-faced lie, we are, at the very least, and here's a great phrase, we're economical with the truth. A man cleared off for a day to fish, caught nothing. But on his way home, he stopped at the supermarket and he picked up three mackerel. Before you wrap them, he said to the guy behind the counter, Throw them to me one by one. That way I'll be able to tell my wife I caught them. (laughs) Technically, he did. Technically, the truth. Apparently, insurance companies now assume that most claims involve some element of dishonesty. It's just an accepted way it is now. Maybe Dr. Keeler was right. In addition, it's now also accepted that fraudulent claims cheat social services and the taxpayer out of millions of pounds every single year. The financial cost of lying or non-truth-telling is incredible, but so is the relational cost, but it's far more difficult to quantify. You see, most, if not all, of our social relationships are based on at least two things, openness and trust. And whenever lying enters into any relationship, 
neither openness nor trust survive for very long. And therefore, the relationship suffers or even breaks down. Lying costs. But it can also leave the person who tells the lie feeling very uncomfortable, very embarrassed whenever the truth does come out, which inevitably it does. One day, four students decided to go for a drive instead of showing up for their mock exam. And whenever they did arrive, the the girls explained to the lecturer that they had a flat tire on the way to college that morning. The lecturer accepted the excuse, much to the girl's relief. But then he turned around and he says, well, look, you're going to have to sit the test now. So he sent them to the four corners of the lecture hall. On your paper, he said, I want you to write down the answer to just one question. And he paused. Which tire was flat? See, lion has this nasty habit of catching up with you, personally and individually. One of, the, one of the biblical writers, James, said that although the tongue is only a small part of the body, the damage that it's capable of doing is enormous. So what we say matters. And whenever we lie, whenever the words that we speak are not true, well, the impact is incredible. We all know that. And so God, again in his wisdom, he has given us this command. He's given us this law of love. And that's what these are. These are laws of love in order to protect not only us, but to protect those around us. I I think it's worth highlighting just how strongly God actually feels about this subject and about the importance of truth. Familiar verses from Proverbs 6. There are six things, and this is strong language, and sometimes when you read this, you sort of think, does God God hate? There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him, and it lists them. It's interesting that two out of the seven deal with lying. You see, lying goes totally against the nature of God. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not human that he should lie. God is a God of truth. And in creating each one of us in his image, he wants us to be people who actually reflect that aspect of his character, people who embrace the truth, people who speak truth. And therefore, when we lie, we engage in what is an ungodly practice. But where did it all come from? Well, as you engage with Scripture, you quickly discover that the source is Satan. He started it right back at the beginning. He told the very first lie to Eve in the garden. It's recorded in Genesis 3. You will surely...